You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. How would you like to fly someone for nearly free with you on all your Southwest flights for the next one to two years? Keep listening as we share how you can make that possible with the Southwest Companion Pass. Welcome to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. So Pam is not here today with us. She is off on her own adventure in Costa Rica, which works out just fine because we are discussing all things Southwest Companion Pass today. And Pam does not fly Southwest. I don't even know if she has ever flown Southwest. She's flown it, but she's never had a Companion Pass. Okay, so... She probably wouldn't contribute much to the conversation. So we told her, you know what, Pam, you go do your thing in Costa Rica and Alex and I have got it covered. So like I said, today we're talking all things Companion Pass. The Southwest Companion Pass is one of the best deals in travel hacking, especially if you've got a family. When you earn the Southwest Companion Pass, you can fly someone for free minus the taxes and fees on all of your flights for the rest of the year in which you earn the pass and all of the next following year. So Alex is going to talk a little bit more about how exactly to earn the companion pass. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of the companion pass and I think I can't even tell you how long we've had it because me or my husband have pretty much always had it. Currently, we both have it. It is a game changer for families, especially big families, where you can get, you know, you, your points will go so much further if you don't have to use any points for some of your flights. So here's how you get it. First of all, you can fly 100 one-way flights in a calendar year. That's ridiculous. And that's not how we do it. There's a much easier way. So the other way that you can earn it and how we do it is you earn 135,000 points in a calendar year. So we do this through credit card welcome offers, which is probably no surprise at all if you've listened to us or know anything about what we do. So there are three Southwest personal cards. There's the Plus, Premier, and the Priority. And then there's two business cards, the Premier and the Performance. We've linked all these cards in the show notes so you can learn all more about them there. But the important thing to know about these cards, which first of all, I still like have never been able to believe that there are so many Southwest cards. Why do they? I don't know why they need five. I'm I'm thrilled that they have so many, but it's not really necessary, I don't think. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about it, but I need to know why all these issuers have to have cards with such similar names. Like they all have to start with a P, really. And there has to be a premier business version and a premier personal version. Like, can't they just throw us a bone and, you know, make them a little bit easier to differentiate between? No, I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I get the only Southwest personal card I can keep straight is the Southwest Plus card. 
That's the lowest <laughs> annual fee. And it's the one I've always had. The other two, I'm like, I, I have to go and read the notes to be like, which one's which again? So yeah. if you feel like that too, you are in good company. It is hard to keep them all straight. So with those cards, you cannot hold two personal cards at a time. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll just go open two Southwest personal cards and I'll get the companion pass, that isn't going to work. So what you're going to have to do is open a personal and a business card, or you could open two business cards. So another important thing to note here, though, is with those personal cards, you can only get a bonus on one every 24 months. So it doesn't matter if you've opened one personal card and you cancel it and you're thinking, I'm just going to get the next one the next year. You can't. You got to wait 24 months. So the personal cards have a standard bonus of 50000 points after you do the minimum spend. The business premiere has a standard offer of 60,000 points and the performance business has a bonus of 80k, 80,000 points. Did I already say that there's two business cards? If I didn't, yeah, you did. Okay, good. <laughs> so that's kind of the standard way things look. Periodically, the bonuses will change. They'll go up. You can find some better offers. As a card holder, though, you get 10,000 points towards companion pass so those aren't actually points you can redeem and use for flights they just go towards your 135 total points you need to earn the companion pass and i am very confused so they actually introduced this last year so this is going to be the first year i think january 1st 2023 is when this went into effect this 10,000 they call it a companion pass boost these 10,000 points like Alex said, you can't redeem them towards your flights and you get them every year. And so I'm not really sure. I've been racking my brain like, why did they introduce this? I still don't understand. So it used to be that you only needed 125,000 points. And now starting in 2023, you need 135,000, but they give you this 10,000 point boost. I don't understand the logic behind it. I don't but either. In practice, you still really only need to earn 125000 Then you get that 10,000-point boost and you have enough. So I think for people listening, that's really what all you need to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. So what I recommend doing is opening a personal card. You can choose whichever of the three that you like. I personally go with the Southwest Plus as the lower annual fee and then getting the performance business card. That one has a higher annual fee. It has the standard bonus of 80,000 points. So with the 50,000-point offer and an 80,000-point offer, these are just their standard offers. You would be able to get the companion pass by opening up those two cards. So that is my method of doing it. There's no right or wrong card to get or not get. But I highly recommend if it's standard, like the standard bonuses, you have to get the performance business because you're not going to get enough points if you do the other business card. But with the personal cards, it doesn't really matter which one you get. I would just look at the benefits and see which you feel like doing. You also, though, if you're worried about your 524 account, you can get two business cards and not even get a personal card. You'll actually get more points that way. So that's another option. And that is actually what I did to earn my companion pass. So I will go into a little bit more detail about how I did that in a minute. But first, I'm going to talk about timing 
Timing is the most crucial part of this entire thing. And let me just go, I'll go into some details and then I'll tell you what you need to avoid. So like I said, when you earn the companion pass, you earn it for the entire year in which you get the 135,000 points and then all of the following year. So let me give you an example. If you were to open those cards and hit the minimum spend in November or December, then you're going to earn the companion pass for the rest of 2023, which, spoiler, isn't very long, maybe a month, maybe just a couple weeks. And then you would also earn it for all of 2024. Not, Not terrible. You're still getting over an entire year's worth. But just by altering your plans a little bit, if you wait and hit those minimum spends in January, then you're going to earn the companion pass in January. You're going to have it for the rest of 2024. So, you know, 11 plus months and all of 2025. So ideally, that is what you are doing. You're opening the cards towards the end of the year, which is around now-ish. But you're not hitting that minimum spend until January. Every single year, we have people DM us and email us saying, oh my gosh, I accidentally hit the minimum spend too early. What do I do? And we have to say, I'm so sorry, but there's nothing you can do. (laughs) It does. It happens every year. And it's so sad. I mean, I guess if you hit the spend on one card, you could, and it wasn't, you know, two business cards. You could potentially make it work by opening a third card, but it's a mess. And so really, when do just put your card away. Put it somewhere where you're not going to get it back out until January 1st. Or people will say, I gave the card to my spouse and... They, you know, they went and bought something on it and they put us over our minimum spend. Do not give your card to your spouse. Guard those cards with your life. If you're the one who's in charge of the credit cards and ensuring that you're earning the companion pass, do not give your card to anyone else. I do this when it's my husband working on the minimum spend. I take possession of the cards and I don't even let him have his own cards because that is how seriously I take earning the companion pass and doing it right and like getting the timing right. I will even put a like a little piece of tape over my card and it says do not use till January 1st, 2024. (laughs) I feel that there are no one's going to accidentally pull out. They will not miss that sticker. Yeah. So please, if you're going to take anything away from this episode, let it be that you do not want to hit these minimum spins until January 1st. You don't even really want to get close to hitting them. So I will share what I do. So I earned the companion pass this past January, January 2023. So I will have it through December 2024. How I did that. So I was for my Chase 524 status was 424 at the time that companion pass season rolled around. I could have opened the Chase business card first and then the Chase personal card after that. But that would have put me at 524 and I didn't really want to be at 524 if there was another way that I could get around that. So I actually pulled up my Travel Freely app to see when exactly I opened these cards in 2022 to sort of give you an idea of my exact process. 
So I opened the business performance card on October 16th, 2022. That's the one that Alex said you pretty much need to open. Either way, whether you're going to do one personal and one business or two business, you really need that person, that business performance card. That's the one with the 80,000 points. Then on November 25th, 2022, so a little over a month later, around 40, 45 days later, I opened the business premiere card. Did not hit the minimum spend on those until January ICE. So the performance business card, the minimum spend was $5,000. I spent around $4,500 between when I opened it and December 31st. Business Premier card minimum spend was $3,000. I spent around $2,500 from when I opened it until December 31st. Once I hit the $4,500 and the $2,500, I put them in my sock drawer, did not touch them again until January 1st. I recommend leaving at least a $500 buffer because if you get too close, Southwest will give you the points early. I have seen it happen. If the minimum spend is $5,000 and you spend $4,990, there's a really good chance Southwest is going to credit you those points early, which is going to throw off your timing. So I like to leave a $500 buffer, and that way there's no awarding me the points early. Alex, what do you do? Do you do something similar? I do the exact same thing. I leave a $500 buffer. The one thing that you have to make sure that you do is that you finish your minimum spend within three months. You're you're not like, so for you, you opened October 16th. You had to finish by January 16th. So come January 1st, you're like, okay, I got to spend $500 pretty quickly. So you just got to take that into account too. It is a very, it, it's a tight window there where you have to be organized. I would put a reminder in your phone. If you're not an organized person, it is time to get organized. So you don't make a mistake with the Southwest Companion Bus. And that's also why we don't even recommend starting this process, I would say, until mid-October at the earliest. Totally agree. I was confident opening mine on October 16th because I've done this enough times and I'm familiar enough with the process that, like, I am confident that I'm going to do it correctly. But if this is your first time ever trying to get the Companion Pass, you may want to wait even, you know, like you November may wait from November to even open that first card because that's going to give you a little bit more time in January to meet that minimum spend. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about a little trick where if you and your player two want to both have the companion pass at the same time, you can do that. So the benefits of that might be, let's say you have a family and you have some big trips planned for the next couple of years, and you want to be able to take two of your kids without using any points. So you want to have two companion pass holders. So this is what I like to call like a three-card trick, where between you and your player two, you would be opening three cards, and you would both be getting the Southwest companion pass. So what that looks like is player one which in our case would be me and me or Jess. In this case, if you're listening, it's probably you. You're going to open the business performance card. So very important that that is the card that you open. It will not work if you don't, if you open a different card. Next, you're, well, you'll need to have 80,000 points. So if bonuses changed, maybe it could work, but you need to have 
a card with an at least 80,000 point welcome offer. Next, the really cool thing about Southwest is, or these credit cards, is you can refer from your credit card to any of the other Southwest cards. So if you have a business card, you can refer to the personal cards or the business cards. If you have a personal card, you can refer to the business and the personal cards. So it's really, really nice. So you're going to open the business performance card. You're going to refer your player to, to a personal card or the, you're just going to refer them to a card, whatever ones. It doesn't really matter. They do need to be probably get a business performance, but it doesn't really matter if they get another business card or one of the personal cards. So they're going to open two cards. They're going to then have the companion pass from the welcome offers on those two cards that you referred them to. So hopefully everyone's staying with me because I know it can be confusing. So if you need to get out a piece of paper and write down what this looks like, go ahead and do that. Player one opens business performance and then refers player two to two Southwest cards. So this is the cool part. So player one, you're going to get 85,000 points at least from opening the business performance card. So it's an 80,000 point bonus. Plus you're going to earn at least 5,000 points from the minimum spend that you complete to get that bonus. You're going to get your 10,000 points for being a Southwest card holder. And then you're going to get 40,000 points in referral bonuses. So 20,000 points for each of those referrals to your player two, which is going to get you exactly 135,000 points. So the key here, though, that I want to like reiterate, because the bonuses on these cards, referral bonuses, first of all, they count towards companion pass. Hopefully you gathered that already. But the referral bonuses used to be just 10,000 points. And for like the last year, maybe a little longer, the bonuses have been 20,000 points for the referrer. So if those referral bonuses drop and they're not 20,000 points, this won't really work. But as long as the referral bonuses are 20,000 points each, you should be able to get a companion pass for you and your player too by opening three cards. The other tricky thing about this three card trick is timing because... Yeah. That's a you lot. Need, you need the referral points to hit in January. Yeah. So, and you and you ideally want, if you're, I mean, if you're right on the cusp of 135, you ideally want all the points from your minimum spend to hit in January also. Yeah. So I wouldn't even start this till later. If this is your method. Yeah. I mean, it would be like, I wouldn't even start putting spend on the business performance card or referring it until like mid to late December. To completely. I feel like this this is like an intermediate level trick. I worry like I worry that I would mess this up. Yeah, and like so I've never done I I will be the first to say I haven't done this, but people have done it. And yeah. And so it is totally doable. And if you're, if you're not even worried about starting this in, you could start this in January. Right. If you started in January, I feel like you're completely there's in no, the clear. There's no room for error, really, there, as long as you complete your minimum spend in time. If yes. you start this in January, you are good. But if you're thinking, I'm going to start this in November, it could be a cha chaotic, to say the least. So just kind of know what you're getting into with trying this. It is completely doable. If you do it in January, you'll be golden. 
there's also not, you don't have to both have it at the same time. Like when my husband and I started doing this, we would rotate. So I'd have it for two years, then he'd have it for two years, and then I'd have it again for two years. So it just depends on your preference and kind of what your travel looks like too. So speaking of getting the companion pass again and again, I am going to sort of give an example of, you know, if I were to get it again, which I hopefully will, I plan to always have a companion pass. It's a little bit harder for us because I think it would be easier for my husband and I to alternate, but I travel a lot more than he does. And so like I'll take me and our daughter, you know, because he has to, he's a professor and his his schedule doesn't lend itself to traveling as much. And now that I travel for work, <laughs> I'm traveling a lot more. And there's often times where I'm taking our daughter, just the two of us. And so it makes way more sense for just me to have the companion pass between the two of us. So like Alex said at the beginning, you can get the bonus on these cards every 24 months but the 24 months doesn't start ticking when you're approved it starts when you earn the welcome offer so that makes it a little bit trickier in my example so i earned the welcome offer on both of my business cards in january 2023 so if I wanted to get the companion pass again, so I'm going to have it for 2023 and 2024. If I wanted to get the companion pass for 2025 and 2026, I could open a personal card earlier because I have not, I don't currently have a personal Southwest card. And so that one would be an easy one. I could open one of, you know, the Southwest plus card in November. And I could start working on the minimum spend for that one. But I wouldn't be able to open another business card until February of 2025. Because I earned that welcome offer January 2023. So I got to wait the 24 months. So that's going to make it a little, you know, I'm not going to be able to earn the companion pass as early on in 2025 if I can't even open a business card until February 1st. The other thing to keep in mind is that if you want to reapply for any of these cards, you have to cancel your card and wait 30 days before you can reapply. So I'd want to cancel, you know, whichever business card I'm planning to reopen, I would want to cancel that by the end of 2024 to give some time for that to work its way out of the system so that I can reopen it again on February 1st, 2025. Okay, I know that that was probably very confusing and a ton of information, but we have this all broken down in our free ultimate guide to Southwest Airlines that we are going to link to in the show notes. So I think it's going to be easier for y'all once you hear us talk about it and once you read through our guide to sort of get a handle on this. And like I said, this is what I'm talking about is getting the Southwest Companion Pass again. So this is not something that you need to, I don't think, fully comprehend right now. It's just something to keep in mind for the future when you do want to eventually get the Companion Pass. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And I also think it's not something you need to have every year. 
for me, I like to have it for us every year, but that's because we fly Southwest a ton and we do a lot of domestic travel. But for someone who travels internationally and those international destinations aren't Mexico and the Caribbean, then, or you're maybe only going to fly Southwest a couple times, you don't need to stress about getting this every year. I think this is just, there's going to be years where you can probably get a lot of advice lot of value out of it and other years where you're where maybe it's not worth going jumping through all the hoops to get it and just take a year off and then it'll be really easy to get it again okay so i'm gonna go over naming your companion and how that works so once you get the companion pass you'll be able to log into your rapids awards rapid rewards account and name your companion you can do it right there online then what you have the option to do is to change your companion three times per calendar year. So let me see if I'm doing the math right, Jess. The, you can name them once and then you can change them three times that year and then three times the next year. So hypothetically, you could have seven different people. Yeah. Yeah. So the only there's a couple things here that are kind of annoying is once you want to change your companion, you have to call Southwest. It's relatively easy and pain-free I mean my husband has to do it and he doesn't complain about it so that's when you know if player twos can do it it's not too hard <laughs> so the other thing to know about your changing who's listed as your companion is all of your current flights or all your flights with your current companion have to be completed so for example if I have my son I think I have my son Cruz listed as my companion right now. And if Mitch and I are going to go on a trip, I can't have a flight. So here's an example. We're going to Mexico later this fall. I can't have this trip to Mexico as Cruz is my companion and then book a flight for December for Mitch and I to go on a trip and have Mitch be my companion. I would have to either cancel that flight with my son as my companion or wait till that flight's over and then call Southwest to name my companion. So you can only have flights booked for one companion at a time. So keep that in mind. Sometimes what I've done is if they're kind of close together, I'll use some points to book a flight if for the person I want to be my companion next, and then I will cancel it and then add them as, or call Southwest and have them add my companion to that flight. I agree with you that it's really easy to change. I do not like calling anywhere. But anytime I've called Southwest to change my companion, it's been really easy. The other thing I want to tell you is that the person that you're adding as a companion has to have a Southwest Rapid Rewards account. I just learned that recently. And so even if you're adding, you know, your three-year-old as your companion, that three-year-old has to have a Southwest Rapid Rewards account. So you would want to create that for them on the Southwest website before you call to add them as your companion. So speaking of how to add a companion, I will, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about how you can do that. So you can add a companion to any flight, whether you book a flight with points or with cash, you can add a companion. You can also add your companion anytime. All you have to do is pay the taxes and fees on that flight, if it's a domestic flight, those are going to be $5.60 each way. So you're talking, you know, we have flown to, I flew to Hawaii and Molly was my companion and I paid 
$11.20 for her round trip flight to Hawaii. Like you, you cannot beat that. There is no airline that is going to beat that. So the other thing to note is that Southwest has different fare types. They have want to get away, business advantage, want to get away plus. It does not matter what type of fare you book yourself. I always book just the cheapest want to get away fares. I'm pretty sure, Alex, that you do the same. Yeah, I do the same. So you can book want to get away fares for you. And as long as there's a seat available on the plane, you will be able to add a companion. So even if you go to add your companion and all that's left is business advantage seats, it doesn't matter. You can still add your companion to that reservation. The companion does get their own confirmation number. You have to check them in separately when you check in at 24 hours. One thing that I have noticed, though, is they they will put the companion right behind you. Like even if so, if I check in right, if I check myself in right at 24 hours and I get a 45 then even if i wait and check molly in like five or ten minutes later she still gets a 46 it didn't used to always be that way i think that that is a recent change on southwest's part which is a very positive change in my opinion because yeah, i used to get weird they didn't always just yeah i that. used to get really stressed like okay i have to check myself in and then immediately check my companion in so that we're like sort of close in the line but that doesn't seem to be an issue anymore there are no blackout dates as long as a like i said as long as the seat's available you can add a companion it can be used on any flight where southwest flies and so even if you're flying to mexico even if you're flying to costa rica hawaii anywhere that southwest flies you can add a companion there's no limit to the number of times you can add a companion in a year i could fly on southwest every single weekend and add a companion on every single one of those flights. so like we said best deal in travel for sure another question we get a lot regarding this is like okay say say my husband has all of our southwest points in his account and he books a flight for me through his account to use those points I can still add, and I have the companion pass, I can still add a companion to that ticket. As long as I somehow get a ticket in my account, I can add a companion to it. And so I think that covers most of the questions that we get about how to actually add the companion and if there are any limitations to that. Yeah, the only thing that I want to bring up is sometimes people will think, I get the companion pass, or I earn those 135,000 points. Do I have to like trade those in for the companion pass? And you don't. You get to keep those points that you earn from the welcome offers and use those points to pay for your flights and then add your companion for free minus the taxes and fees. So it is an extremely generous companion pass. I know like Delta has a companion deal that comes with their business or their delta platinum personal and business cards but it's a one-time use you still have to pay some money for it and you have to you can't you can only use it in the u.s excluding hawaii and alaska american airlines has one alaska has alaska, one yeah alaska they will let you use yours to like hawaii and places like that 
but Southwest is by far the most generous with companion pass. All those other ones are a one-time use too. So it's actually kind of unbelievable in my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So tell us about changing flights with Southwest and how your having a companion might impact that. So Southwest, another reason why we love them is if the price of your flight drops, you can get a refund. So if it drops, it doesn't matter how you booked. If you booked in points, you can rebook that and get those points deposited into your account. If you booked with cash, you can get a travel credit. If you booked the more expensive fare types, then you can get a, you know, back to your original form of payment. But it's really easy to go in and get your flights rebooked if the price drops, except if you have a companion. That's it. It can be a little annoying. It's not hard. It just, it's annoying. It's annoying. It's like one extra step. One extra step. I'm just waiting for them to put something in their system where you don't have to do this. So if you have a companion booked on your flight with you and you want to go rebook your flights, you're going to first have to cancel their ticket before you can rebook your flight. So it's just one extra step. You have to cancel their flight. Then you can rebook your flight, get your refund, and then add your companion back on. So because of this, some people will not add their companion to like two weeks before their flight. I do not have enough chill to do that. I get worried that a flight will sell out or I will forget to add them and I will think I already did. I think especially if you're traveling at a popular time or a popular destination like spring break to Hawaii, I wouldn't wait till two weeks before my flight to add my companion. I will maybe wait a month or two or I'll sometimes wait a little bit, but more often than not, I just book my companion and then I cancel their flight and I rebook them. We already know I don't have the chill to like take the risk because you take a risk that when you go to add them, the flight's going to be sold out and then you cannot add them at all. So I would rather take the extra step of canceling their flight, rebooking mine, and then re-adding them versus risking them not being able to be my companion at all. Yeah. And then you're scrambling to rebook yourself on a new flight. So your 10-year-old has a flight to go on. So, I mean, if you've ever find yourself in that situation where you did forget to add your companion or the flight is sold out, keep watching it because more, more likely than not, somebody on that flight will cancel their flight and it'll become available. But I don't like to live my life that way. I like to be know what's going to happen. I like to relax and just know we all have a seat on the plane. So, yes. Okay, Jess. Give us some other ways that you can earn points towards Companion Pass. I know sometimes people, maybe they aren't going to do the method that we have talked about in the beginning where you're going to open the two cards. Or sometimes people, they are new, you know, they've already had a Southwest card. They've already racked up a bunch of points. And now they're thinking, oh, I already have 75,000 points towards Companion Pass. Maybe I'm over 524 and I can't open another chase card. What are some other things I can do to earn some points towards Companion Pass? All right. So 
Referral bonuses, like Alex said, those count towards your companion pass. There is a max that you can get per year. I believe it's currently 100,000 referral points per year that you can get towards the um that you can get on each southwest card you have and so if you have you know i have both business cards i could theoretically get two hundred thousand referral points a year so you so could like get companion pass yeah no, i could referral get referral points i could get a companion pass purely from referrals so that's actually a good idea maybe i should try it some other options are shopping through the rapid rewards shopping portal some of the credit cards come with anniversary points. So those will count towards the companion pass. If you book hotels through Southwest, I don't recommend that. But if you did it, those points would count towards the companion pass. Yeah, I've there. heard of like, and so that'd be a cash book and you're not going to book using your points. But I've heard of times where there'll be a, per- a promo and someone can book a cheap hotel and get a ton of points so there are times where it could work i've never done it because i think it just seems kind of i don't know it's not in my wheelhouse <laughs> it's like yeah diff- yeah just yeah but i, know I just people don't pay cash for hotels earned really? <laughs> a ton of points from booking a hotel through southwest right so that's i feel like that's one of those like if they're having a good deal it's, yeah it could be worth it but like i wouldn't regularly book your hotels through Southwest. 100%. Chase will sometimes have quarterly bonuses on the Southwest cards that you have. And so it'll be something like you can earn 5X points at grocery stores or gas stations in a certain quarter on those Chase Southwest cards. So anything like that, any any points you earn from spend on your credit cards are going to count towards the companion pass. Yeah, and I recommend each quarter with your co-branded Chase cards, like your Southwest, your Hyatt, if you have a Marriott card, go and go to chase.com slash my bonus and you can see each quarter if your cards are targeted. I the only, when I don't actually do it when I get it on my Marriott card because it's not really worth it to me. But if I get it on my Hyatt card, I do it because that is worth it. And if you're going for companion pass and you're just a few points short, it can be worth it. I actually, my husband, one year he was just a little bit short and we had that 5X on his Southwest card at like home improvement stores. And so we actually needed a new washer. And so we went and used that card to buy a new washing machine and got like, I don't know, 5,000 points on his Southwest card towards Companion Pass. So it can work out really nice. That's awesome. And then just to note, there are a couple of things that will not earn you points towards the Companion Pass. And they're very important because people will say, I opened a Southwest card and I transferred 100,000 points from Chase to Southwest and then I still didn't get the Companion Pass. And it's because that is on purpose that they don't allow that because everyone could that would be so easy to get the companion pass if you could just transfer points from Chase. And so transferring points from Chase will not count towards the companion pass. Buying Southwest points also will not count towards the companion pass. So those are two things to really keep in mind. They've got to be points from the credit card welcome offer, points 
from that you're spending on the card or like I said those referral bon- those referral bonuses or other bonuses that I mentioned. So as you can see the Southwest Companion Pass has been huge in helping us fly with our families for less and stretching out our points further. If you want to learn more about the Companion Pass plus Southwest Airlines, head to the link in our bio to get our free ultimate guide to Southwest Airlines. And if you decide to go for the Southwest Companion Pass, we'd be so grateful if you use our credit card affiliate links when you apply. We will include all of that in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.